Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crush Fam Podcast. I am your host, Cantherion, a.k.a. Chris Crush Jacob, because Chris Crush will make the ball. Jump, jump. We took a week off. We gathered ourselves. Stronger than ever? Maybe, maybe not. Hard to tell. We are no longer the longest-running consecutive weekly podcast that doesn't make us any less amazing. I am joined with three of my fantastic Crush Fam members. We will start in the order I see them in our Discord chat. We have BDU754, we have Big Yosh, we have Brustar Lemonade. How's it going today? I'm doing great. I'm finally back on the Crush Fam podcast after a few months, so uh, very excited, very happy to be back. Happy to have you. I love the energy and the enthusiasm. It is much appreciated, so thank you for being here. We are also joined by everyone's favorite B, Barry B. Benson, who is literally the worst. How's it going today? It's going well today. How are you doing? You know, it's it's another, it's a day off, so I really shouldn't complain. I just shouldn't, so I'm not going to. And, and I played a lot of the show today, so that's a good thing. Overall, doing well. Thank you for asking. And last but certainly not least, Wildfire Micro, a.k.a. Inker Bell. How goes it? It's going good. Fantastic. It's going good to keep my finger off that turtle, but it's going really good. Just had some pizza. I mean, any day where you eat pizza is probably a good day. That's by default, so let's go. Let's go for pizza. Uh, today, I wanna go into a little bit of contract stuff. We don't wanna get too far into it because I don't know how interesting or entertaining that is for everyone, but uh, I want to go over my contract details, my initial rookie contract and now my majors contract. I know that um, we've got a couple other folks who have contracts in the podcast, so we'll talk about those as well. Uh, we don't have our we have our initial rookie contracts, right, but not our uh, extended ones. So we'll talk about the details of that, and then go into a little bit of you know the classic, find the fun in the PBE. You know, talk about the week off, and then get into some of that player performance. But to kick it off, to start out. I have, uh, I'm, again, I'm not sharing in Discord, so I'll just read to you guys. Uh, I have my, my minor league contract up, my rookie contract up, uh, that it, it ended last season, so I had to, um, or it ends this season? This is season 26. The seasons are confusing to me, uh, but regardless, <laughs> I had to do a new one. So, uh, so this contract, it, it's a pretty basic uh, minor league contract. It's that um, that default amount, that $5 million, which is guaranteed for that first year of that contract because that's the rookie pay. And then as uh, it basically just depends on what your pick was for the next uh, amounts of years. And the rookie contract literally has to be either three or four years, which is, is my understanding. So if you're a first-round draft pick, they have to give you $3 million, and then it goes down from there. I think it's $2 million for second round, and then like a million and a half for third round, something to that effect. Um, but I didn't do any explicit uh, clauses in my contract for that rookie season, 
Uh, I did talk to Person Man about some changes to the Scorpions Discord, which uh, essentially I got a Rizzo uh, icon added. That was part of my negotiations. I wanted it in the contract, but he just went ahead and did it. So it kind of just got taken care of. Uh, and that was my initial contract. Nothing nothing fun on the post itself, uh, but starting starting with uh, Big Yosh, uh, did you have anything cool in your in your rookie contract? Rookie contract? No, I don't think I had any special clauses. Uh, I don't know. Did I negotiate stuff? Like, they added in, like, a Big Yoshi emote in Cancun. Uh, do I have the Big Yoshi role in Cancun? I don't know. I know I have it here in Chicago, but, yeah. Overall, I don't think there were any very special roles, uh, roles that came with my rookie contract. I mean, if you don't know your contract, I don't know why you expect me to know. <laughs> I don't know what to put in your contract. I had, I was able to find uh, uh, Barry B. Benson's post, but I didn't find yours. Uh, yours, I think, was after his. So I, I kicked around a little bit, and I didn't want to wait another 20 minutes to start while I looked around. Finding posts on JSync is not my favorite activity. So if you don't know, we're gonna say you didn't, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Does in in the Toro's locker room is there a big Yoshi mode? There is a big Yoshi mode. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, it's the wobbling Yoshi. Yep. He's wobbling. He's chilling. We're gonna Having say. A good time. That was part of your negotiations then. We'll just we don't yeah. check here, so that's fine. That's great. Good job. Way to spread the excitement and entertainment of a goofy emote that I love. I love that so much. He just dancing, you know. He just happy to be there. Uh, and then I do have, like I said, I've got Barry B. Benson's contract pulled up. So again, I think my math was correct. I think second round is two million and then third round was 1.5, is that right? Does that sound right? I think it's something like that. Okay, so no cool no cool clauses in your contract. I noticed that uh, Jay Steele is the one who actually posted your list of drafts. I think Bauer has posted them most recently, like the last two or three seasons, so uh, any, any fun negotiations that went on behind the scenes or any interesting details that, that you want to share with us, Mr. Benson? No, I just kind of took a straight up like five million, one and a half million, one and a half million contract. There weren't really any negotiations, like no special clauses or anything. I just kind of agreed to a basic, like normal contract. That's fair. And then, uh, what about you, Wildfire? Did you do any any cool negotiations into your contract or have any cool discussions? Not really. Not really. Um, my my contract was like still two standard two million one, but the last year has been mo, so that's not level. Right on. Okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. the The rookie contracts are mostly uh, relatively boring. It's it's pretty rare that you see interesting clauses in those outside of. The recreates or GMs will sometimes put in stupid things in their contracts for themselves to honor, just because it keeps them entertained. So it's okay, nothing wrong with that. 
Uh, it posted a path from the boom board for Nico Bell. Um, email by Mike's asked for one way there. Yeah, when you do your big contract, there's there's another opportunity. So we'll talk about that now. And um, yeah, so my I have my contract showing now, and um, it is a seven year deal that is front loaded. So the first two seasons, it's fifteen point seven five zero million. And then it goes to eight million, and then six million for the next four seasons. So it's essentially really favorable for Death Valley, um, because obviously as you get more TPE, the minimum that you have to be paid increases. Uh, and I think, don't quote me on this, but I believe seven is the maximum length. I think seven is as far out as you can go, and then I think that'll hit my character into regression, so that from there on, I'll have less TPE. Uh, and potentially, you know, based on where DBS DBS is at, you know, competition-wise, they'd, they'd either keep me around or, or I'd go to free agency. So it was one of those things where Person Man and I spoke about it, and he essentially just asked me what I was looking for, and I, I just kind of said, yeah, whatever's going to help the team. We've got pretty good vibes. You know, I'm a fan of Person Man as a, as, a, as an individual, as a human. Uh, he's, he's a cool dude, so I was happy to stick around. And, uh, and then I wanted to put a clause in there. So as I mentioned, the clauses I think are the fun part of contract negotiations. Putting something in there that makes it interesting for me. Because again, I'm, I'm all about finding the fun. And I was, I was not upset, but I was a little surprised at... Um, not our first pick. Our first pick uh, uh, was Master Sheep. I was glad with that first round pick. I thought that made a lot of sense for us. Um, our second round pick, uh, there was another Kingpin, Kingpin's member available, uh, and I thought that maybe that person would be a pretty good locker room fit, a pretty good player fit, um, but it didn't go our way. Uh, we ended up going with another user who I'm sure is fantastic. I just didn't know that person. Um, so I wanted, what I wanted to do was, not that I didn't get my voice heard, uh, because I did mention it, I'm part of that war room, so I did mention the user I was interested in, um, and I, it's not that I got overruled, it was just more people knew the other individual. So I thought, okay, now I get to point it out, I'll say, hey, here's my active user, here's the, here's my pick for the season, and that, that pick is going to get pinned in our war room. And if that individual gets selected by the by the scorpions, then we just remove it. If it is not picked by the scorpions, then it will sit there until I decide it can be removed. And I think it's a fun little game. I think the the mentality in the scorpions locker room is we, we goof around a lot, we have some fun, we meme a little bit. And I thought this was a this would be a clever way to essentially say, okay, if you don't pick the person I like and they're great and the other person is not great, like over time, I can, whenever I want to, reference this pinned message and just be like, hey, remember when I said pick so-and-so and you didn't? Well, maybe pick this next person. So it's like leverage for the future picks and also a little bit of a, you know, a, a meme generator. So I thought that was a lot of fun. And obviously it can't actually be enforced. There's no way for HO to do anything um, with that clause, <laughs> so so it was an approved uh, contract, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where if it's in Discord specifically, 
there's nothing that head office will really do to enforce it or, or make that stick. Uh, but Big Yosh, any any thoughts on clauses or anything that you might want to include in future clauses? Clauses, I honestly don't know. I guess it's just something, well, normally whenever a contract offer comes up in other sim leagues, it's pretty much I take a look at the money, it's good. I just say, okay, yeah, no, that sounds good. I don't really have time to think of clauses until it's, like, too late and with hindsight. Well... This is a time now, then, right? I mean, you haven't signed your your extension at this point. Um, you are still under contract, of course, but but until your extension comes up, you can think about those things. So, so what is something that you really enjoy about PBE, or something that helps to keep it fun for you? Honestly, probably the LR, like Cancun, and especially Chicago. The activity in Chicago is like amazing. Probably like one of the most active LRs I'm in. Uh, and that gets you engaged, really. You have a bunch of active, passionate teammates. It just, it gets you going. Once, you know, it's playoff time, that's when the, the energy is, like, it's contagious. Okay, so you like the, the locker room activity. You like the playroom atmosphere, or the playroom, the playoff atmosphere. Um, so what about a clause that would help you uh, increase engagement. What what's a thing that you could do that you, or you could put in your contract to say like, hey, um, when X happens, Y has to happen in our Discord. What's a thing that would be really cool to to kind of increase engagement around your team? Do you think? Uh well, we have hype pros for certain players. I don't know how. I don't know how exactly I could use that as a clause, but you know, like. Literally, it's like with hype pros, it's just, oh, player does well, ping the hype pro, and we got some more hype for that player, which makes them feel good. Yeah, is there is there a Brustar Lemonade hype roll yet? Well, I guess they just used the big Yoshi row, because like, we have a big Yoshi row in Chicago, and that's kind of just the hype row then. Okay, so so make sure that's in your... your if, if you don't already have that in Cancun... Try to negotiate that in there, and then another thing you could do, even when you don't haven't performed yet, what if you're just starting? You know, you're you're out there for the day, so you get you know get everyone hyped if you're on stream or or if it's like your day for pitching. You know, if we're doing the quick sims and it's and you're you're out there pitching, what if what if that role was pinged when it's like, hey, get excited, Big Yosh is is out on the mound. That'd be that'd be fun. Yeah. Right. So just a little thing. I mean, again, that's that's something that you um, you got to figure out with the GMs, obviously, and, and make it work. But um, but that's a little thing. I mean, if 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 it's all about locker room engagement for you, there's a way to get people more invested. There's a way to get you more interactive with that locker room and get more excited. So I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly that, obviously, but just something to think about. Um, and again, you've got probably what like two more seasons before you have to actually think about it or one more season something like that you've got seasons so you've got like a month at least but uh, something to think about what about you uh, Mr. Benson literally the worst uh, do you have any thoughts on contract clauses or things that you'd, you'd like to include in future contracts uh, maybe it's some like in the future, the clause that I could use is like a hype roll or something, like maybe emotes, certain emotes for the locker room that I'm in. But I don't 
I haven't really thought much into many clauses that I can use. So I, I'm not really sure right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and so, so same question to you then. What is it that that keeps you excited about PBE? What's what do you think the most fun part for you is right now? I would say the most fun part is like interacting with other people. Uh, like Bruce Dark said, the locker rooms are a good place to interact with people that you're more familiar with and maybe in like the main channel where you don't know a lot of people. And also the community events are also pretty fun. I participate in as many as I can get into, although I haven't gotten to many in the past like month or two. So I would say the main things that are fun for me is uh, community events and just interacting with the other people. Okay, well, so we've already kind of covered the clause about adding a role or an emote, uh, but yeah, what you mentioned community events. Do, does your guys' locker room, do they do like a game night or anything? We don't, uh, my locker room doesn't specifically do game nights, but there is the community events server that we, that uh, they set up games and like, yeah, they just set up games to allow other people to play. And you get paid for it, too, so it's kind of a win-win. Well, obviously, you wouldn't get paid for these, but what about negotiating a contract uh, that says that, you know, they have to do one locker room event every week or month or, you know, some duration, and it and you can you could even specify it has to be this game or, or from amongst these games. Uh, where it's you know you get to get to party with your locker room a little bit, keep it a little bit more localized. And so, I mean, obviously the community events can be really fun, but this way it's literally your teammates. So uh, maybe maybe throw something like that out there, or you know maybe you could watch uh, Jay Steele uh, play the show together, uh, or or watch him go back to being terrible at Warzone. I mean, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of options out there, right? Okay, that sounds like a fun little idea that maybe could be pushed around in the future, like thought about. I It would be probably a little bit harder to uh, organize seeing as there is less people in the locker room, but it does seem like a fun idea to do. Yeah, or like uh, everyone is part of Bauer's pit crew for his next, his next Formula One race or something, you know? Like you guys, yeah, you guys could do goofy stuff with that. I, I just think you've got, um, I mean, there's a lot of great people in the league, but you guys have like two super active users um, who also happen to occasionally stream on their own. So I think there's there's kind of an opportunity there. If, if not an actual game night, then maybe just like a hangout night or um, like a community stream night where you guys all play a game together on a stream or something. Might be fun. Something, again, I think you have like another month or whatever before you have to think about that stuff. But something to think about. Uh, how about you, Wildfire? Any any thoughts on clauses in the future? Anything you want to include in your contract? Right, right now, I'm not 100% sure other than getting that movie emailed in Buffalo, but I might pause it in the back right now or something. But anyways... There was a clause in my Philadelphia fucking ISFL where I got to add a couple of emails to ISFL, so maybe adding emails would be it, but I'm not sure right now. Yeah, it seems like 
most GMs are pretty willing to add emotes. I think emotes are like a super reasonable thing to request, and then of course it just it depends on space, right? So if they don't have room for extra emotes, then um, they might not be able to to satisfy that request. But um, what's what is it? You know, what is it about the league or, or the Sims or something in general that really uh, makes it fun for you? What's the, what's the your favorite part about the PBE? Well, the PBE, in my opinion, had the best like stream sim presentation of all the big three leagues, you know, ISFL, PBE, and SHL. So that's one thing. But another big thing is just the community. Like, I love hanging out in Chicago, and Buffalo could use a bit more activity sometimes, but I love hanging out there too. Just a lot of PBE people are just really nice people to be around. Okay, well, see, so yeah, that's that's a topic we haven't touched on yet. So the actual streamed games. Uh, so what if, um, again, none of this is technically enforceable by HO, so it's up to you and your GMs to figure out how this gets enforced, but um, what if there is a clause where, yeah, when, when your games either come on stream or when your, you know, your quick sims are coming up when you're on the mound, um, that, you know, people tag you or people say something in particular like, you know, we have the, like, the get gunked, or the crush fam, right? What if there's, like, a saying for Inker Bell that everyone has to say, like, you know, your GMs have to stop in the, the chat and say something, or, I don't know, something to that effect. What do you think about that? Well, it would probably be just incoming, you know, incoming, but incoming, you know what I'm saying? Something like that, like, I-N-K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm down. I'm a fan of that. So yeah, so what if it's just a little silly thing like that where it's like, okay, anytime you're on the mound, doesn't matter quick sim or on stream, uh, one of your GMs has to throw that into chat or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. That would be fun. Yeah, just increase, again, use your, your clauses in your contract to increase engagement. That's That's what I argue. It's like you can talk about extra money, which is fine. And honestly, if you are struggling to make money in the PBE, you should try to negotiate more money into your contract. So you should probably lean on shorter contracts. The whole point is, if you're not making money uh, enough to, to get that Hall of Fame equipment, you're not helping your team to the max, right? So if your team wants your assistance, they're going to have to pay you for that assistance. That's kind of how it works. So if you're if you're really heavy media and you and you do posts and you don't worry about money, then you can start to think about those negotiations and say, you know what, uh, I'm not super concerned because I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep being a max earner. Let's just let's just you know go for the ring. And, and then in other ways, I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have people who do that, but you also are going to have people who are the semi-actives, right? So there's nothing wrong. Don't don't get in your head about oh I'm semi-active and I, I don't want to be greedy. It's not about being greedy. It's still about helping your team. So don't forget that portion of the contract. For me, it's again, it's a no-brainer. I have like monopoly money in this league already, so the the actual amounts didn't matter. But yeah, if you need money, remember that you not getting money is actually going to hurt your team. So it's something that you and your GMs need to discuss and say, look, uh, I'm not trying to make you guys hit the cap, but at the same time. I'm not going to be a max earner, so it's up to you how much you want to give me to help me get to that. So that's, that's something to keep in mind for those future contracts as well. 
and shoutouts to Reno. I think the podcast is going pretty well. I think it's I think it's an above average podcast. So, um, yeah, we're going to say yes. That's I think that's a good reply. All right, so that is the contract stuff. Any any comments? Feel free to jump in while I transition to the next thing here. We'll get uh, the new window going. Yes, we're back in out of the park baseball. So um, so one thing I wanted to say. So obviously, I took the week off last week from the podcast. And I'm, I'm going to ask you guys to share as much or as little as you choose to. But for me personally, last week was not a great week. It was, it was pretty busy at work. Um, we had two really major events where we did like a little all-hands meeting and then also did, you know, had a bunch of people. We're trying to encourage people to come back to work essentially. So we're all working from home or a lot of us are working from home right now. We're trying to get people back invested in the workplace and coming on site. And because of those events that we're having a bunch of people offline, I work in a call center. So a bunch of people offline means we have issues with volumes, that people are calling us and are not getting help right away. So it pretty much meant that all week we had bad volumes, and then it ran into this week. And I'm sure when I get back tomorrow, we'll still be struggling a little bit. So it was a lot of, a lot of work struggle for me. And then, I don't know, PBE struggled a little bit. I, I didn't even do the latest I've ever done my updates uh, until last week, I think was Tuesday. I think I had always gotten them done either like Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. And last week, I literally, I don't think I posted until Thursday night or, or Friday morning. So it was very, very late in the week for me. Um, and I just, I don't know, it almost got to the point where I was like, I don't care if I do the updates this week. I'm just... I'm over it, um, and it wasn't anything anyone in particular did. It it was just one of those like I just don't care this week, um, and I'm getting it back. I'm getting that feeling back. I'm getting back into it. You know, I'm finding that for for me the fun's always the locker room. So interacting with you guys, chatting with you guys, that's that's where the fun is for me. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's relatable or not. I don't know if you guys go through similar struggles, and it doesn't have to be just in this sim league. It can be any sim leagues. But Big Yosh, do you ever you ever go through something like that? Oh man, uh, yeah. No, I am a very bad procrastinator with my tasks. So it's like I I have affiliate claim from SHO, which helps with the regular PTs. But yeah, no. Normally, I do like my JPT like around the weekends, like Friday or Saturday, and then get whatever updates and claims in around Saturday as well. So I have like really bad, uh, what's it called, updating habits, but I still try and do them weekly. But yeah, it's kind of a struggle at times. Do you ever kind of hit, I mean, because you're in multiple sim leagues, do you ever hit that burnout level where you're just like, you know what, this week sim leagues can take a back seat, or is it just always entertaining for you? Nah, like, even though it's a bit of a struggle, I don't think I've ever had that happen. Yet, at least. Right on. Okay. So, yeah. So, again, maybe not related to my experiences. I think, again, it's for me, it's more the stuff happening outside of PBE makes the PBE feel more like work to me. So, it's I think that's the problem, is if I'm struggling in other areas that where I usually get stress relief or entertainment from doing this stuff... It just feels like homework. 
when I'm struggling in other areas. So maybe that's what it is for me. But I'm glad that you haven't experienced that. I'm glad that this is still fun for you, that you're able to kind of keep yourself entertained. And you sure keep us entertained. So I appreciate you being around. Yeah. All right. What about you, Barry? Any Is that is any of what I said relatable? Or are you kind of in Big Yosha's arena of like, no, nah, I'm good? <laughs> I definitely do procrastinate a lot with like the updates. I usually don't get in. When I first went to the league, I made sure I got done like pretty quick, like Monday, Tuesday. And then as it went on, it's kind of like, yeah, I'll do it today. And then I end up waiting like two or three more days to get it done. So it's like, I make sure I don't miss an update, but I'm not like getting them done as quick as I possibly can. So it's definitely getting a little bit more tiresome to do updates, but I don't think I'll like stop doing them. It's just, I don't know. I procrastinate a lot and sometimes just don't feel like doing it. Okay, so semi-relatable it sounds like, right? Where it's just like you're so far into the week. Man, you've already done so much and it, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And But then you end up doing it anyway. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's like halfway there. And I, and I forgot to do my uh, silent participants shout-outs. We got uh, Crush Jimenez. CBS chillax in the background, as well as Sarah, aka Wildfire Icro, is, is hanging out. Uh, just woke up. Welcome to the the Crush Fam podcast background. We appreciate both of you guys. Always love folks hanging out with the nonsense. Um, but yeah, it's it it doesn't sound like either of you kind of experienced that that limit i think it sounds like maybe uh barry you've gotten a little bit closer to it but you're still in the end you're still like i'm gonna get it done uh even if i don't even if it's just kind of the bare minimum right like even if it's just i'm gonna do the quick posts because i've noticed you know from the beginning we've kind of talked about how the the jpts and the pts they don't seem to really be your jam seems to be like a, a barrier for you is that right they they were. I'm starting to get more into them because I noticed how far behind I am in TPA, uh, TPE compared to some of the leaders in my class. So I've started doing them a little bit more, but I did go like the first three seasons without even touching them. Right on. Okay. So you're starting to get into it, feeling a little bit of that uh, that social pressure to <laughs> to jump in and and you know be a competitor at least in your class i like it uh, and hopefully it's not stressful it's it's still a fun thing you know i always i always say find that fun so as long as you're you're making those tasks fun great keep on doing them and the weeks where they're not fun you know that's it's okay too and then what about you wildfire any any uh, outside or external pressures that maybe make pve less fun or or, or more difficult to get through some weeks than others I think my biggest problem is sometimes I'm afraid of burning out, but usually I have a lot of fun this week. Just sometimes stress from other from other stuff can affect my 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 happiness in the week. But this is but usually the week is a sort of stress relief for me. Okay, so yeah, so it seems like um, struggles from a different angle, right? It's it's more like the anxiety of potentially getting burnt out, but not actually being burnt out. Is that right? 
Yeah, there might eventually come a point where I need to take a step back and put my priorities, but that's not going to be for a while. Yeah, well, that's. I think that's another fair point. You know, a lot of um, this isn't meant to be condescending or a dig. I think a lot of folks in PBE are a little bit younger, right? Like in like early twenties, and as a side effect of that, a lot of folks are. You know, things are changing in your life constantly, right? So maybe you got a new job, maybe you're moving, maybe so, you know stuff's going on, and that's going to affect how active you can be, right? Like you're not going to know until you approach those milestones how much of or or how little of an impact it'll have. So I think that's another good point of, hey, you know, stuff might come up in the future, and I guess you know all you can say is, oh, hopefully it doesn't, and I'm not going to stress it because I I can't. I won't be able to affect that until I'm in that moment. Uh, but no, that's I think it's a very good point and a very um, like reasoned response of, of to say, hey, I'm not burnt out right now, but stuff may change in the future. I think, and I think you're not alone. I think that's a lot of the league right now. So um, yeah, I don't know. All you can do is is work through it when it happens, and hopefully it, it just won't happen. It'll just be here forever. Um, but yeah, that's that's very cool. That's a cool take. Thank you for adding that in. I like that a lot. Uh, but in addition to, yeah, to, so so not just burnout, um, and I mentioned this two weeks ago, guys. It, it I can't stress enough. You know, I, I we always see random nonsense. We always see the nonsense. Uh, and I'm going to continue to retreat to our locker rooms because these are safe spaces. These are the places where I feel like I can speak and no one's going to... Um, do anything but judge me in jest. Like, they're not actually... Everyone's going to be kind to me in the locker room versus, uh, man, reading forum posts, reading um, PBE general posts. I, I, I get that people are friends and it's whatever, but, man, some of those posts, I don't know. I just don't feel the kindness. I just don't feel that, that positive energy. Um, I don't know. I've gotten to the point where I'm just reading a lot less stuff. I'm interacting with less media overall from the PBE because I don't love the direction some of it's going in. I love it when you guys post your media and I can just click that link. But literally, I used to read pretty much every media piece. There were a couple um, that I would skip out on. But for the most part, I would, I would read every media piece. I would listen to every podcast. And then I started to just hear... I don't know if it was negativity, maybe just not not positivity. Started to hear non-positive things, and I was like, "Why am I? Why am I interacting with those things? Why is it, that's not fun for me?" Um, again, I don't know if that's a relatable experience. Maybe I'm just overanalyzing it. Uh, but Big Yosh, have you you know have you experienced any of that in in PB media in general or any interactions out there and and have any reactions to that or is it for you? Has it just been pretty much smooth sailing? I mean, there's going to be drama in all, like, any sim league just because of, I don't know, the fact it's, like, a online, just huge online community. I don't read a lot of media because, like, I, I don't know, I don't really, like, visit the site as much besides doing PT. So, for me, um, yeah, I'm not that well-versed on drama unless it's something that the LR starts talking about. In that case, well, it's, like, it's probably, like, relatively big league-wide by that point. Okay, so you were kind of hands-off on media anyway, so it's one of those that, you know, negative or positive doesn't really affect you because you're, you're kind of in the boat that I am now where if someone posts something, you'll click it, but otherwise you're pretty, you're pretty much, eh, it's happening and that's fine kind of thing. 
Yeah. And it's like, if it's one of the bigger stuff going on, it's like, like you know, there's discussion going on about it in the, uh, in the locker room, then yeah, that's probably like as far as I'm getting for like being in the loop on what's going on. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I think that the the desire to just stay out of that stuff. I mean, for me, like this is supposed to be relief from the the rest of the internet, right? So I don't yeah. really want to read about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, you know, I want to stay current in our topics. So if someone links something, I'll click it and I'll scan through it. Um, if it's strictly a drama thing, uh, boy, I just yeah, I just kind of close it and move on. Uh, unless it's like directly related to someone I've interacted with, and then I might read more and, and try to reach out to that person. But otherwise, yeah, I just there's so many places you can do that stuff. There's like that's what Reddit is. It feels like like if you just want to react to people and be negative, like just go on Reddit, right? Like why are you doing that here? I don't know. I guess it's it's. I mean, I, again, I always say find the fun. So maybe that's fun for some people. Um, just not for me. It's not for me. Uh, what about you, Barry? Any any thoughts on that kind of stuff? Can you repeat the question again? I yeah, so I'm just my... thinking about like media in general. Um, you know, any because like, for me, I've just recently stopped reading a lot of media because I don't love the direction it's going in, and I just kind of stick to the things that people post in our locker room. What are your interactions like with media in the PBE? Um, and again, without saying any like specifics, you don't have to reference specific media, but um, you know what is what is kind of your routine when it comes to that stuff. All right, so with uh, media, I don't I don't read much of it. Usually, I'll read it if I'm like doing an update. I'll read like two or three articles, and I really haven't had many negative experiences with it. Uh, usually, like I'll read like the mock drafts and stuff, not like anything that'll have like anybody's personal opinion on the league. I mean, I've read one that was kind of bashing the uh, casino head. But uh, other than that, I've had pretty positive experiences with media. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of those, I think if you're a little bit more selective about it, click the links that, that people share or cl you know, click on the links when you're looking at media. I mean, you can see who posts it, right? And you've we've all been around this league long enough to know kind of who who the more troll fo folks are, so you can, you can kind of tell when a post is going to be like something of substance, where it's going to be analytical, or a cool creative story, or just something that's strictly nonsense. <laughs> and again, sometimes that can be fun. Sometimes reading nonsense can be fun. Just for me personally, I think those articles are less fun in general, or, or those podcasts are less fun in general. So, yeah, I think that's the right approach. I think you're taking the right approach. Any thoughts, uh, Wildfire, on, on media stuffs in the PBE? I'm usually... Okay, for one of anybody who's going to talk about something the issue is I keep repeatedly typing the word G because I'm a poster on the thing. But anyways, I usually don't pay much attention to media in the PBE unless it directly involves me or a friend, so I don't have much to say. Yeah, I think that's just the general. You know, all three of you kind of echoed the same sentiments, and uh, I find myself a lot less frustrated with things in general when I stick to our little community of posts. I think that's just, I think that's what we need to do. Um, you guys are all a super creative bunch. 
and it's really fun reading it, you know, your little posts about your characters and, and the interactions. You know, I love Dom's recent like call out post was really cool. Um, so you guys, yeah, keep keep up the good work. Please keep making it interactive. And as always, please continue to take creative liberty with everyone else's characters. Because I think it's fun to build communal lore like that. And I don't think... Uh, I know for, su for sure nothing that anyone's said has been offensive to anyone because we haven't had those discussions. Uh, but feel free, you know, if someone does post something and you're like, Oh, I didn't love how that character was. Uh, or how my character was portrayed. You can always say that stuff. You can always call that stuff out. But I think... Um, if nothing else, even if it's kind of out of character for what you've written, it's like, oh yeah, my character was drunk, or oh my, you know, my character was having a bad day. So it still kind of fits in the general like greater narrative. And I, I don't know. For me, every time I see someone write about my character, I'm like, man, I kind of want to write something now. So like, I just, I, I appreciate seeing your creativity. It always sparks some in me, and. At some point, I will start writing again, I'm sure. It's just, uh, like I said, the external factors for me. It's a lot of a lot of work stuff that isn't the most fun. But let's talk about... Any thoughts before I move on? Any, any uh, Feel free to jump in on media thoughts while I transition. One more thing here. So what I'll use it while people make the media man. Characters, as long as they stay at least somewhat in character, but so, but I just usually trust people to uh, do that. Yeah, and and again, hopefully, you know, we have that communication well enough that if someone steps over a line, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything that I think would remotely step over a line, but if something like that happened, I hope we're all open enough with each other that we could say something and say, hey, you know. I know what you were trying to do, didn't love it, but I, yeah, I just, I haven't seen anything like that. We've been doing this for a few seasons now, and I've seen just a lot of really creative and interesting posts. So keep it up, keep up the good work, and keep interacting with each other. But I want to show now a little, a little bit of performance. So I've mentioned, I've been tweeting about my sophomore slump. If you look at the Chris Jacob progression chart. Uh, his OPS has slowly dwindled uh, since his rookie season uh, in the minors. He was he was at a, a 147 OPS plus, went to a 137, then a 112, then a 100, now a 72. The sophomore slump is real, and uh, and I think the big reason for this season being a lot tougher is is DVS did you know do a restructure and kind of building towards the future with that that tighter salary cap. So Chris Jacob does not have a lot of insane batters around him anymore, which means that he's more likely to uh, to get pitched to in a tough way. He's not going to get um, he's not going to get opportunities down the middle because uh, he's considered one of the more average batters in the lineup instead of the weaker batters. So if, when when you're a weaker batter, right, the the sim is going to give you going to be more generous with you because you're less likely to do stuff. Now, there's a lot of settings in the strategy about pitching around um, and intentional walks. So depending on how that team, you know, a lot of teams have pitch around at least to default settings. So if again, if you have a team that's a little bit weaker on the offensive side, it's it's going to be a bit of a struggle. 
and then let's check on. Um, but overall, before I move on from from my performance, just a reminder that this is random. That Sims are not something I would recommend investing your fun in, uh, because even max TPE characters have bad seasons. So that's always the disclaimer we have to give anytime we talk about stats. Uh, that being said, I have already hit four home runs which means that I'm on pace for 13, which would be three more than last season. So that's a fun thing. That's a that's an interesting thing. And I'm playing in center field, so uh, more more exciting defensively. So those are two cool things to watch. Uh, let's look at, uh, at Barry B. Benson, a fellow major leaguer. How has your rookie season gone so far, do you think? Pretty terrible. Not going to lie. I think I had like two straight starts where I had a combined 11 walks. So um, even though control is one of my highest stats, it's definitely not definitely not playing like it should be. I've had like two good starts and then just been absolutely shell at every other start. Yeah, one yep. interesting out-of-the-park note is that pitchers who only have three pitches and are starters are going to have a kind of rough time in, in the engine. If you have four decent pitches, having um, two decent pitches and one great pitch is actually weaker uh, in sim logic. Or at least that's how the sims tend to go. Again, that's not a one-to-one. -one. It's not like every pitcher who has four or five pitches is way better. Um, like every time, but but relatively consistently. So that's that's one thing where if you're if you're coming out of the bullpen, three pitches is probably fine. But yeah, if they have you as a starter, which it looks like they do, um, it's going to be a struggle bus. It is going to be it's going to be rough. So you know, to your point, all you can do is keep building that TPE up. Do you know do your max tasks, and uh, I'm sure you guys have like a game plan for you, right? You guys kind of have your future build already mapped out. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even supposed to be a starting pitcher this year. I, they just kind of said, like, hey, do you want to be a starter this year instead of us sticking an IA and costing us a bunch more money? I was like, yeah, I'll start, but eventually I'm going to end up turning into a relief or, like, a closing pitcher, it seems like. Gotcha. Okay, so this is kind of a stopgap. That makes a lot more sense, because I was going to say it's it's uh, you've got two veteran GMs there, two users who know a lot about the the engine and everything. So yeah, that's that's cool. If they're just saying, hey, you're going to be the stopgap, we're going to save a little bit of money this season. Next season is going to get better. That, that hey, that's perfect. And as long as you're like you know, again, not like super invested in your stats, you're okay, right? It's it's one of those like have fun with it, be goofy about it. Your ERA plus is the same as my OPS plus, so we're both doing equally terribly. <laughs> and this is my second year in the majors, so hopefully that that's uh, some small consolation. Makes you feel a little better, maybe. <laughs> oh, and then going to the Crush Fam. Let's look at um, start with Big Yosh performance. Um, so the the reverse of my performance. It looks like uh, Big Yosh having a career season so far. How you feeling? Uh, what's going on? Well, I guess the, the LR puts it in the best way. Anytime there's, um, you know, I look at my stats or after a lemonade start, we say, Brazdar in your area. And that's pretty true for this season. 
that's <laughs> you're just dominating. It's great. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know we're about we're at the roughly one third of the way through. We're not quite there. We're close to that one third of the way through the season mark. Uh, and yeah, posting up that that one point one five whip, eight uh, Ks per nine. I mean that's that's crazy. Those are those are uh, true video game numbers right there. Um, so any did you make any big changes this off season that you think really helped you out with that? Uh, honestly, no, not really. Once I hit my three fifty cap, that was pretty much it. I didn't move anything else. It was just okay. We'll see how three fifty looks next season. Yeah, it looks like a pretty balanced build, uh, more focused on on velocity and control, and kind of intermediate all three of your pitches. Right, you kind of looks like maybe yeah. you, maybe like have you put points into your three pitches, or is it has it been strictly control? Um, and then velocity. Um, thinking back to when um, I was getting help with my build, it was, yeah, control, velocity, those were pretty key. After that, it was uh, work on the pitches, not just um, not just like one pitch, just like work on all of the pitches. But I remember specifically fastball was the one that got a lot of TP pushed into it since it was like my third pitch. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I learned relatively recently because i wasn't aware of this that the arm slot actually affects your ratings um to each side so even if you don't invest differently um like you're going to be better you're a lefty and you're going to throw better to the same handed side uh, because you're a three-quarter arm slot i did not oh, yeah. know that that's that it was just I don't know that was fascinating to me <laughs> that mm -hmm. the the arm slot actually affects your same side versus opposite side pitches that's pretty neat it's a pretty cool engine thing I think but right on yeah keep keep up the fun work the good work and again um, don't get too stressed or frustrated if things go better and just or go worse and then just sell it and keep keep celebrating the nonsense as things get better right. Yeah. Pace for uh, 154 strikeouts. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, awesome. That would be insane. I, I wonder what the record is. That's got to be, right? Like, that seems like it's got to be the record. I feel like it should be a little bit higher. Well, I don't fact check, so I'm going to say that that would be the record. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. But it's what, like, uh, 30 games in a season is how many a starter would pitch? So that'd be that would only be like five strikeouts to start. So maybe you're right. Maybe it would be like like uh, one eighty or something, right? Yep, that's the new. That's what we're gonna say. One hundred eighty. <laughs> Someone's gonna gonna comment on this and just be like, "This is the record, idiot!" And I look forward to reading that. All right, and let's check out uh, some wildfire action, some Inker Bell action. Um, yeah, pretty a pretty solid sophomore season so far. Uh, how are you feeling? What's going on? Well, my brain plays by like two, but did you notice my my strikeouts are at exactly fifty nine total? I might have an old sim file open then, because I have you at thirty strikeouts. I said total. Like for both seasons. Oh, I have you at sixty nine, which is nice for both seasons. Very nice. Yes, yes. But, <laughs> there you go. Okay. I was like, I don't, I don't have that number. 
But yeah, it's been it's a good season for Hope Ball. He's one more game this is lost by one, but wins and losses don't really need much at all about how to perform it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean it's again, year two, you expect a little performance bump. Things are things seem to be going pretty well. Uh, and I'm guessing you're either close to capped or capped at this point. How much how much TPE are you at? Three three something, right? Three something indeed. And thank you for the um, the fact checking. You're you're both now banned. No, I'm just kidding. That's we got Benson's letting me know. One eighty three is the record for strikeouts. So I was close with my secondary guess, and uh, Sarah quoting me very accurately. This is the record idiot. So thank you both for for the information. Yeah, record for minors. That is a probably you know it's probably way higher for majors. Um, Man, I think my first season in the majors, I almost had triple-digit strikeouts. And that was with 60 avoid Ks. Yeah, 95 strikeouts my first season in the majors. <laughs> like, And then my max for my build is 70 avoid Ks. So that was coming in with with 61. Sorry, I was talking about pitchers. I'm making it confusing by saying how many times I struck out. I'll say something real quick. Yeah, yeah. I noticed my ERA is like 3.72, but my whip is only like 1. My whip is only 1.7 something, so it means I'm getting, I think it means the anchor is giving up a lot of deep balls, is the thing. Yeah, all last year, Inker only gave up. So Inker had the condensed season, uh, only 40 innings pitched, but, but gave up four home runs. Uh, this season three so far, and in a larger sample size, but um, yeah, a few more, a few long balls. At the, the home runs per nine is lower, but the K's per nine is also lower, so she's not striking out as many so far this year. Almost uh, identical walks so far this year, but that's that's actually lower. So things are getting better for Inker. We're seeing some some positive progress, and again, Inker is a submariner, so Inker is also very good against same side, but in a different way. So Inker has better stuff and uh, against same side, but is better movement and control against opposite side. Which again, are fascinating things to meet in the engine. I did not, I just, I spent no time researching pitchers because I knew I wanted to do a hitter for my first player. And every time I talked to Moosey, I learned something new about pitching. <laughs> so it's very cool. And then Majors is 249. Wow. Um, so Majors, let me think about that. Because maybe Majors, if you're, if they were running three, no, they had to also be every four games for a long time, right? I can't remember. Either way, 250 is a higher number than 183, and I don't need to, to research to know that. So that's crazy. It's got to be like almost two more strikeouts per game. So it's going from like six-ish to like eight-ish. That's a lot. It's a lot of good performances. Right on. And then team performance as a whole. I mean, how about that Sax Justice? How about, uh, what's going on there? What do you think? What do you think the secret is? And, and this is a free form at this point. I'm not going to call on you individually. If you have a thought, I'm willing to listen about sex justice. That's just crazy, honestly. 
Yeah, it probably is PEDs, but SATS is one of the, I want to imagine SATS is one of the people that Inkerbell tries to practice with and, you know, pitching practice. And see, he's probably the one that gets the most home runs off of her just in practice. Well, my theory is you got the squatch render, uh, that, and that's just too powerful. It's very intimidating. It's like a very, like an aged ape. It's very, there's, there's like crag lines on that face. It's, it's the face of experience, and I, I just don't think it's someone you want to pitch against. So you're trying to, you know, hit hit the corners, be too fine, and, and Sack's just going to make you pay for it. Um, only four bombs so far, but that is on pace for 13, so that would be three more than last year. Uh, but that average, that average is insane. That's a, it's 380. We're almost hitting 400. So, um, yeah, big, a big uh, thing to have in your leadoff spot kind of proves that theory or continues that, that proof of having high speed in the minors is broken. It's just insanely powerful. Um, you're gonna you're gonna have good performance. So yeah, nine seventy two OPS. That's it's decent. That's pretty decent, I think. And then yeah, kind of the same thing. We've got Hudson Lane, uh, just also having an insane increase this year. Um, Hudson with only one home run, but again, a, a three eighty two average. Just getting out there. No speed. No speed for Hudson. Hudson's uh, just just. Pure Babbitt, pure contact. Um, what do you, what do you guys think? What's the secret? So we had PEDs. Do you think PEDs are like a locker room thing now? Is that is that what everyone in the Kingpins is doing? Maybe. Inter don't really tape PEDs. I imagine they would probably hurt her in some way. Yeah. Okay. So the body chemistry wouldn't work with Anchor. What about what about Yosh? What about um, <laughs> PEDs being thrown around like spider tack? Yeah, that's. Listen, um, I wonder, do you guys think, so So Big Yosh first, uh, yeah, PEDs, do you have any other theories on hitting? What do you think? What? Well, I'm so confused. So we're talking PEDs and PBE, what? Yeah. What do you, I mean, how do you think the, the hitters are performing so much better their second year? Huh. What's your what theory? What about, like... Excessive pine tar on bats, maybe like go on like full on George Brett or like something just like an entire like I don't know what it's called bottle of pine tar to spray it all over your bat and then you got good contact. Okay, so yeah, some so not foreign substances in the body but on the bats. Okay, okay. I got something to say. So let's continue on for what I said about implementing PEDs. Um, in our homeland, her um, baseball ladies have a problem with this um, enhanced ink. Inklings would secretly inject into themselves that sort of acts like um, Adderall or something like that, but they but they mostly banned it. But some people have found a way to sneak it in. I don't know. I feel like um, in the PBE, you don't have to work that hard to sneak things in. I think HO has a lot of other things going on, and there there's just too many games for them to monitor. So the umps, I mean, I, I can't imagine the umps get paid well in the PBE. Um, it, it might be the high school equivalent where they're just they're volunteers. So I don't think there's a lot of motivation 
in the PBE to check these things. Like, literally, the Kingpins don't even charge for admission to their stadium. So, like, there's just no, there's literally no revenue coming in. So how, you know, where's, where's, where is the, the money generating portion of the league? I think the answer is there isn't one. And so because of that, I think it's really easy to, like, it's the, um, uh, what, what was that? The football movie where they're all, they're all inmates and they're just like, they're going to play dirty. So they're like hiding like shanks and like, (laughs) and like brass knuckles and stuff in their, in their pants and stuff. They're just going to like play super dirty. I think I think that's essentially how the PBE works. Is like every player, the longest yard, the longest yard. We got there together. We got there together. The longest yard. That's exactly right. Um, I would argue it's not a great movie. I enjoy it thoroughly, but it's probably not a great movie. So I, I don't know if I can recommend watching it. But um, but the both the original and the remake have some endearing qualities to them. Um, but again, neither one's a great movie. I don't think. Either way, that's my that's my PBE theory. Um, no, no, um, dope on the rushing band talked about, um, the inquiries need to inject ink into themselves that they're injecting, you know, foreign ink. They can't just drink it because that, that's not how it works. Seems like an oil and water situation. Yeah. Something about the body chemistry just doesn't, doesn't work out. I like that. All right, gang, we have officially... Hit that hour mark. Time flies when you're talking about foreign substances. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, any any final thoughts, Yosh, on on uh, anything before we close out? Uh, read my media article. I'm gonna drop hopefully in the next few days. It's gonna be wordy. It's gonna pretty much save me from being a bust. Yeah, read it up. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if, like, if you got a certain amount of, like, views on a post, you got a bonus or something on your media? Like oh, Twitter, that would be neat. That, that would be neat, yeah. Okay, Shu, happy birthday, and also implement a bonus if you get a certain amount of views on media. Thank you. Yeah. Love it. Very excited to read, read your stuff. Uh, Barry, any final thoughts? No Toros. I heard no Toros, and I would agree with that. No Toros. toros. Uh, no, it's, it's go Toros. No Toros. I would argue that the, the Toros are definitely World Series contenders this season. It's actually pretty cool. You know, as even though I'm DVS, um, I'm excited to see like the, the everything that you guys are putting together, everything that the the GMs are building, and obviously we're all Bauer fans here. Even though he's the worst. He's the second worst. You're literally the worst. He's the second worst. How about that? So I guess go Toros and not no Toros. Uh, any final thoughts from Wildfire? Well, go Toros and please buy. And if you can, buy something from that Sid shop, would you? Yeah, you know, Sur- Surge is fine too. I, You know, I think everyone gets excited for the underdog so they, they had a solid expansion season um and and looking to build off of that obviously uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes but uh hopefully by the time you get up there they'll be in uh even better spot hopefully that continues for you all right everyone thanks again for joining thanks for listening and 
and um, yeah, we'll probably get another one at some point this week. It'll most likely be led by our media mogul, manager man, Pirate Captain Dom, unless I, I feel like the muse has struck. And we'll do it all over again uh, this week to get, get you guys that double media. But um, yeah, thanks again for listening. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, I'll see you on the field. Take care.